book of Acts today, Acts chapter number two, the Acts of the Apostles. I'm just going to preach for a few moments. I'm going to lay some word on you and then meet with the men and we're all dismissed. Okay, we're in the book of Acts chapter number two where the Holy Ghost falls and the church is born. Jesus Christ came to earth to die to do this right here, to birth the church. Okay? Jesus Christ, God himself, God manifest in the flesh, according to 2 Timothy 3.16, God, what great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Seen of angels, preached on the world, testified in the spirit, blah, 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 received up into glory. Amen. John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1, 14, and the Word, which was God, became flesh. I believe the Amplified says he was tabernacled. Ooh, that's nice. Tabernacle. And then there's a scripture. Dan, what is that scripture in Colossians that says the invisible God, the, in, the invisible God came in a body. I believe something how it says in the Amplified. So God wraps himself in flesh, comes to earth and dwells among men. He's here 30 years of life and they just crown him to be a man. In Jewish culture, boys, you're not a man until you're 30. So th I know, Marcus, that's, that's sad. Marcus is really disgusted. Thank God you're not in Jewish culture. So therefore, I would simply be a man for 14 years, according to the Jews. He lived for three more years. He did miracles, signs, wonders. He preached the kingdom. And we all know the story. Your reaction and response is slowly pulling your hand away from the fire and saying, oh, I just burnt myself. I was watching Clark. Notice I said watching Clark because I'm better at watching than I am putting up things and hooking up things. You don't want me to hook up very much. But anyhow, and he was putting up a ceiling fan, and he jerked back. And I said, well, did it bite you? And I said, he said, no, I just thought it might. I think he was just doing it to give me a sermon illustration. But when you get shocked by electricity, by power, you jerk back, unless it's just enough to hold on to you for a while. Sometimes it's not bad to get held on to for a while. Sometimes the power needs to get a hold of us and hold on for a real long time. So here we are, Jesus and John. Jesus has died. John is off the scene, but his words echo loud and clear. Baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Jesus says before he leaves, you, he said, go and wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Wait for the promise of the Father. And that power came on the day of Pentecost. We don't have to go through the feast anymore. My wife says, don't talk about the feast anymore for a while. I was into the feast, the feast of weeks, seven weeks. There shall be seven Sabbaths. Ready? Seven Sabbaths from uh, the 
first fruits of the feast of offering of first fruits until the feast of weeks and one day seven times seven's 49 one more day is 50th therefore we find ourselves in acts chapter number two verse one and when the day of pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place the word pentecost means 50th the word Pentecost means 50. They, we are now 50 days away from the resurrection. And I like this. They were all with one accord in one place. We are all going to have to march in unity around here. We're all going to have to march in unity around here. I may not interpret John 3.16 like you interpret John 3.16. But guess what? We're still believers together in the body of Christ. I may not be able or do something or see something that you can see. Therefore, if you see it needs done, just go do it. But don't slam somebody else that didn't do it because they may not have seen it. Let's be in one accord in one place. Let's be a church of unity. Let's be a church of hope. Let's be a church of love. Let's be a place where people can come as they are and get the presence of God in their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Suddenly. I have found walking with the Lord for a long time that he doesn't always give you notice. But I've also found that in life, life doesn't give you notices either. Brother Mike was going in to get a pay cut and keep a job. But he met Gomer Pyle in there. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And so life gives you tricks and life gives you turns and life gives you surprises all the time. And you don't plan for it and you can't expect it. It was the same way on this day, this early Monday morning or Sunday morning in Jerusalem, okay? This Sunday morning in Jerusalem, Monday morning, whatever it was, the Holy Ghost is about to fall. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. This has to be a property full of the Holy Ghost from the east property line to the west property line and from the north to the south this has to be holy ghost territory this has to be a place where people drive by and something is telling them get on in that church something is telling them you need to go to a church service there something is telling them get to that food pantry something is telling them what you're looking for is not in your jack daniels but it's inside that church hallelujah this has to be a place where the holy ghost is active where where he's moving in the pew, where he's moving in our houses, where he's moving in our lives. I've got to have the Holy Ghost moving inside of me, man. I got to have it. I got to have it. I got to have it. I cannot live. I cannot survive in a dead, dull, dry, stoic, dead church, stale, sterile. I got to have a place where there's life 
It's got to be happy. It's got to be hopping. It's got to be jumping. Well, I don't think you ought to act like that in church. Guess what? I don't know where you wrote the book because I don't see your name on the cover. You aren't the writer of the book. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Why? Because he is the author. And the author gets to write whatever the author wants to write. And this is what he wrote. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. That's what he said. That's what he said. Now, a lot of people aren't going to be able to come to this church. Let's just be flat dead honest. You know why? It's too loud. It's too cold. It's too long. Preacher screams. Well, so-and-so goes there. And I don't, I'm not going to go to church where so-and-so is at. Guess what? You may not make it to heaven to get to be with them in heaven if you got that attitude. The Bible says it filled all the house where they were sitting. You want to have victory in your home? Get the Holy Ghost in your house. You want to have victory on your job? Get the Holy Ghost on your job. Do you know why a group of people are looking at this man saying, you have just been terminated two years away from a full-ride pension from Caterpillar? What is your problem? The problem wasn't the problem. The problem was they didn't recognize this man has the Holy Ghost in his job. This man has the Holy Ghost sitting there at his desk. While he's sitting there calculating, the Holy Ghost is sitting on the desk. He's sitting there at his desk. And while he's sitting there at his desk, there's an unseen hand standing right behind him watching over his shoulder. He says, Mike, this doesn't surprise me. I've got your back. <sighs> I'm telling you, there's old Matt Jones out there halfway between Dietrich and Mattoon. Don't know where he's at. The GPS went off and all he knows is Jesus said, don't worry, brother Matt. I got your back. I'm right here with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The devil's telling some of you that God has let you down. Let me tell you something. The only one letting anybody down is us letting God down. But you, his grace and his mercy, follow us all the days of our lives. And we continue to walk with him in his mercy and grace and trust. God is not surprised. God is not surprised. You're sitting there, you got a prosperous business, start living for God, start doing the right things, and then all of a sudden, everything starts falling down. Sales start falling out, profit margins start disappearing, all this starts happening. God wasn't taken by surprise because he was filling the house where you were sitting. He was filling the job where you were working. He was filling the FedEx truck that you were driving. God's got a plan for each and every one of you. And don't you let the devil steal it from you. And don't you let the devil take it from you. And don't you let the devil try to trick you. The devil is so sly and so deceitful. You've got to keep your guard up. And the only way to keep your guard up is you've got to keep the house full of the Holy Ghost. You've got to keep your life full of the Holy Ghost. What are you talking about, preacher? What is this Holy Ghost thing? It is the Spirit of God that has left eternity and has come and indwelled inside of our bodies. It has ignited that spiritual man inside of us. Oh, you live for. Let me tell you something. This is what life is. You get up, you go to work, 
You come home, you do chores at work, you get a shower, you go to bed. You get up, you go to work. You come home, you do chores at work. You get a shower and you go to bed. That's all that you have in life. That's all that you have. Routine, mundane, routine, 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 over and over. And the only thing that gets us through life and people through life is events, vacations, holidays, long weekend. I'm going to go drink Friday night. I'm going to drink on Wednesday night because I can't wait till Friday night. That's the routine of the natural life that we live. But now we are made to set together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And behold, we have been kissed from another realm. We have been invaded from another world. The eternal and the heavenly now lives inside of me. And now it's not just everyday, routine, mundane thing. Because every day when I wake up, I'm waking up Tracy Allen Zimmerman, Jesus. Every day is a new adventure. Every day is a new path. Every day is a new walk. Every day is a new talk. Why? Because he said, I am now with you, but I shall be in you. That's what it is. It's the indwelling of the Spirit of Jesus inside of us. The Spirit of Jesus and the Spirit of God, same thing. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. So the Spirit of Jesus and the Spirit of God is one and the same. So I have, Brother Mike, the one who hovered over the waters in Genesis 1-2. The one who said, let there be, and there was. The same spirit that hovered in Genesis is the same spirit that hovered over Mary. And the same spirit that visited Elizabeth. It is the same spirit that now lives in me. When you think about it like that, wow. I have the spirit of the creator in me. I have the spirit that hovered over. Behold, the Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee, Mary, and thou shalt conceive and bring forth a son. Woo. That same spirit is indwelling right here in Acts 2. It filled the house. Get your house full of God. Well, Brother Tracy, you don't know about my wife. She's hell on wheels. John, I heard that. John's quoting Proverbs over here. It's better to dwell in the corner of a rooftop than in a wide house with a brawling woman. It's true. But I'm sure you're not saint so-and-so either. Listen, if the devil can get the families, he'll get the families. And if he can get the families, he's got the church. And if he's got the church, he stops the flow of hope into the community. And if there's no flow in the community, then where are the people who sit in darkness? How are they going to see a great light? Are you following what I'm saying? So get the Holy Ghost in your house. Get it in your house. Get it in your life. Get it in your marriage. Get it everywhere. Get the Holy Ghost in there. And so the Holy Ghost filled the house where they were all sitting. They were in unity. They were in one accord, and they were ready. Next one, please. Now watch what happens here. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. 
When God gets ready to do something, people are going to be able to see it. When God changes your life, they're going to see a change. I remember someone got the Holy Ghost in a church one time where I was. And there was another person in there. He was of a different religious persuasion. And he kept coming to church and coming to church. And the person that got the Holy Ghost never changed. You know what that did? That told this man, yeah, there ain't nothing to that Holy Ghost thing. The Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He will not force himself upon you. You receive him. And then you receive if you're going to change your talk and stop cussing like a sailor, if you're going to change the places you go, if you're going to change the people that you're hanging out with that are pulling you down and detrimental to your spiritual walk with the Lord, that's all up to you. That's not up to the Holy Ghost. That's up to you. That's your choice. You, 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 you. Amen. You said you didn't want anybody telling you what to do, and he ain't going to tell you what to do, but I guarantee you he'll drive you crazy. Ask a backslider. Ask a backslider. Does the Holy Ghost ever leave you? He's always talking. He's always gnawing. That's why I tell people, you know what? You can come from any church into this, but you can't leave this and go back into any other church because you'll never be the same again. Once this thing gets a hold of you, you will never, ever, ever, ever be the same again. You cannot walk into and sit in the presence of Jesus and let Jesus fill you and let Jesus get a hold of you and walk out and ever be the same again. Oh, you may run as hard and as fast as you can, but you can't outrun him. You can't outblock his, his voice in your ear. He is going to talk and talk and talk. So the fire sets upon them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. One translation or several translations say it, as the Spirit enabled them, as the Spirit gave them the ability. Now I have to tell you, dear friends, I do not believe that this was simply the languages that the other people would understand in order to propagate the gospel. I believe that when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, as the Spirit filled them, the Spirit, God, took control of the most unruly member of their body. Do you know what the most unruly member of your body is? Book of James, your tongue. And it is amazing that a man who cannot bridle his tongue in one sovereign act of God, God can take control of that and say, watch me go. Watch me go. This was the birth of the church. Notice I did not say this was the birth of the Methodist church or this was the birth of the Baptist church or this was the birth of the Pentecostal church or this was the birth of the Catholic church. I just simply said this is the birth of the church. Classic Coke. The original. Some of you remember 1985 new coke 
I was in Houston, Texas. They're all, we're all buying new Coke because we want to see what it tastes like. We just might as well bought Pepsi. All it was was Pepsi. Let me tell you something. Pepsi drinkers like it sweet and syrupy. Coke drinkers like it hard and burning. Where's the Coke people? You like the burn, don't you? Got to have the burn. So when they saw that the marketing fiasco was taking place and they were losing sales of new Coke, what did they do? They got rid of the new Coke can and they brought back the old traditional red and white Coke. But they put a word on it this time and it was called Coca-Cola Classic. You know what they were saying? You got the real thing, baby. Uh-huh. That's a, problem. That's a Pepsi commercial, wasn't it? We're going to take it for Coke today. When 120 disciples walked into that upper room, 10 days later when the Holy Ghost fell, the Lord was looking down and saying, you got the right one, baby? Uh-huh. Because they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Guess what? Over 2,000 years later, it has not stopped. There are over 1 billion people in the world that have spoken tongues for the first time as they received the Spirit of God into their lives. This wasn't the birth of a denominal church. This was the birth of the church. This is how the original church came out. This is how the original church was birthed. This is what it looked like. This was the birthmark. They spoke in tongues. They received the Holy Ghost and spoke in languages which they never learned, nor did they understand. Hallelujah. Now, how in the world did that happen, Brother Tracy? Because if you look back at Mark chapter number 16, the man said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. And he said the next thing the sign of a believer would be is they will speak with new tongues. So are you telling me, Brother Tracy, that in order for me to be a believer, i got to speak in tongues? I'm telling you that's a sign of a believer. I'm just quoting what the dude said in red. He said it in red letters. He said it. But now watch. Acts 19, 1 through 6, he addressed the Ephesian elders. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we don't even know about a Holy Ghost. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yo, Adrian. What are you talking about? Because Paul said, how were you baptized? How did you, you repented? How are you baptized? You're a believer. What I'm saying is this. If you are a believer, there's more for you than just believing. I don't know about when you say just believe and you're saved. Because here I got an issue with this. If you go to the book of Peter, the Bible says that the devils believe in one God. So that makes the devil a believer. But I don't see him getting saved. Uh-oh. Now I'm crossing some doctrine. I'm just giving you the word. I'm just telling you what it says. And you know, I was talking about the devil looking through the blood at you today. He, Brother Mike, if he could get through that bloodline, he'd like to get through that bloodline to get a hold of me. Just like he did Job. But if he got through that bloodline, Brother Paul, he'd be a saved devil. And when he got there, we'd have a fellowship meeting. 
Glad you finally saw the light after all these thousands of years. But he ain't coming through the blood. And the one of the signs is Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe they shall speak with new tongues. And that's exactly what happened here. Well, Brother Tracy, the church that Grandma Carrie, Carrie Ethel Mellinger raised, was raised up in, they didn't speak in tongues. I, I can't help what church Grandma was in. That was my grandma, Carrie Ethel Mellinger. I can't help what, what church she was in, but that's how the first church started out. That's how the classic started. That's how the original started. Let me tell you something. We might have got all way off course with all of the generations in our family tree and all the branches in the tree and all of that business, but there's nothing wrong with taking a good look at it and saying, I've got to go back to the original. I've got to go back to the classic. And what we're going to do here at Family Worship Center, this is a classical Holy Ghost church. Amen. Amen. This is how it started. This is how it's going to end. We were born in the fire, and we cannot stand to set in the smoke. We got to have the fire. Didn't it feel good in here today, that worship and that response and that praise? Wonderful. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. I told you. I told you it wasn't going to be long. The birth of the church. I got to ask you this question. Are you in on it? i got to ask you this question. Are you in on the church? Is this yours? Is this your church? And it takes a big person now. Let me tell you something. It takes a big person to realize that maybe Grandma, Granny Carrie, ma'am, we called her, maybe ma'am didn't have it all. Maybe pap didn't have it all. Say, well, you don't even know. You probably were born in this. Well, I tell you, I was born in this, but I... And here's how it happened. When they put the ingredients together, I had Lutheran and Methodist and Hardshell Baptist. None of that sounds fun. You mix it together with Lutheran, Methodist, and Hardshell Baptist, and dude, it's going to come out. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Seven generations from me on my mother's side was the people by the name of Ruckel. They were from Ireland. They were under studies of a guy named, listen to this, maybe some of you have heard of this guy, John Wesley. They were the ones, my great-grandparents, seven times removed, were the ones that brought the Methodist doctrine to the United States of America. How about that now? I'm wondering if I can get any royalties or anything. Because my niece has done all of these genealogies, and that's where I said, do we, do we have any kings? Do we have any lost treasure somewhere? Have you asked that, people? Hey, do we have any kings, princes, royalty? We, no, we were all peasants from Palatine area of southern Germany. We were dirt poor. A bunch of us moved to Ireland. We were still poor. We came to America, and we're still poor. Hallelujah. But it doesn't matter where you came from, brothers and sisters. What matters is where you're going. You hear me? It doesn't matter where you've come from. What matters is where you're going. You say, well, I don't know about that. Look at your mom and dad. If you grew up in a dysfunctional home and your family was chaotic, you do not have to live like that. 
You can be different. You don't have to live in the spiritual family that you grew up in either. You can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can have a move of God in your life. You can be full of the Holy Ghost in your life. And you can be a successful, classical, spirit-filled man or woman of God. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let's do it again. Let's take it to another level. We don't have any music going. Let's just take it to another level on ourselves. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the day of Pentecost. Lord, I thank you for the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, I thank you that I'm part of that thing today. Come on, are you really happy you're part of a Holy Ghost movement? Are you happy you're part of what really happened in the book of Acts? Are you happy that you can put classic right across your forehead and say, I'm it. I'm it.